0: It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Gosselaar, and here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Gisoka.
1: Welcome to another Monday night—a snowy Monday night, Monday evening, Monday afternoon. I don't know which call it. New time. New time for this show, four o'clock. So, uh, yeah. Is it, is it considered afternoon? I guess it is considered afternoon now. Yep. Still drive time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of wanted to, you know, do this because, uh, well, one, you know, four o'clock to the six, that we get out we can do whatever the hell we want to do, which is nice to have like an e-right. And people could always listen to the show wherever and whenever because uh, it is put up in podcast everywhere, uh, including. The good old iHeartRadio that I used to work at. So, I mean, it's everywhere. So, it doesn't matter what the hell time we do it, but it's nice to be on uh, a little bit earlier. I'm excited, but it's snowing outside.
2: Oh, hell, that all about. Please. It was, and and it's going to be 80 on Thursday. And once again, the trend continues a different season every week. Tune in Wednesday when it'll be minus 12
1: out. Yeah. I want to. I got a lot of things going on tonight, um, that I want to get into. Uh, we have Sammy Lee, I believe, from the uh, the band Red Rain coming on at five o'clock, and then we have uh Nancy Abraham at 5.30. comedian, right? Yes, comedian. Is that what's politically correct now? Comedian, because I just put comic when I was you know posting comic always works because I don't want to offend anybody anymore, I don't want to, you know, misgender. No. No nope. uh, Nancy. No. Nope.
2: Her you should listen to her act. She's a hundred percent woman. She has no wavering with regard to pronouns or anything else. She likes her men.
1: All right. I I mean I, I don't know what to, to call people anymore. I'm slightly confused. Um but I also uh, want to get into some other things. Uh wanna gotta remember that they are recorded for watching later yes yep hi
2: cynthia show. welcome nice to have you and glad that you do doctor
1: when it's convenient yeah doctor um i want to thank everybody first and foremost because it's a special couple of days here for me anyways it's been one year since i got sick ended up in a coma um Last year sucked. I mean, lost Triv, of course, then you know yeah. got fired from uh, iHeart, then uh, got sick, ended up in a coma, lost part of my leg, woke up like that, and spent over a month in a hospital. Yep. Where you came and visited me numerous times. So thank you for that. But I, I wanted to say thank you to everybody that helped me through that entire process. Everybody from the doctors and nurses, of course. Um, but all the fans out there that were so generous and uh, you know, helped me and my family through everything and friends and, of course, my family, uh, just good people. And so uh, I couldn't have done it without everybody, including you, Mike. So
2: You know, you are so welcome. I posted this, and for anybody that missed the post, uh, I, I don't mind saying again. You're blessed with some good friends, but you are as good a friend as any friend you've got. So um, I know you're not one to just toot your own horn, but it was kind of cool walking into the hospital and hearing different stories about how even people that worked in the hospital recognized you and knew who you were and said, aren't you Seth from the radio and on and on and on. So when you reminded me that it's been a whole year and stuff like that, I mean, don't forget. You know, we came in and talked about, and the idea for this show was hatched in your hospital room. So yes. it's your anniversary for that concept too, and it's uh, means a lot to me too.
1: Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody. Uh, yep, that's very nice. I appreciate that comment as well.
2: Thanks. And um, the, the Doctor's absolutely right too, because. You know, the benefit that we had over at the studio and the people that just, you know, started things for you that you didn't even, didn't never even asked or told you about, just went out and did the right thing. Um, it, it's nice that you have personal experience about it, but I'm still feeling some of that with what we're doing for East Palestine. It's Ohio, and I have said, this is, it's Ohio, it's who we are, and it's what we do. So, you know, I don't care if it's raising money for that disaster or your, your own personal um, obstacle and overcome and stuff like that. Good people do good stuff. And that's why I'm here.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's been a kind of an emotional day. I mean, a lot of things uh, going on and I appreciate so much of it. I want to try to do this real quick, present this thing here. Okay. Oh, hang on. I want to show something that. Can you see this? Can you see this? Yep. So, on Facebook, there is a Mike Trevisano's King in Cleveland site. And somebody had posted a very nice post. Um, actually, I think it's the administrator, Rod, who said, Trevisano made the station broadcasting powerhouse. How did they miss the opportunity to have Seth carry on the tradition? And when I saw that today, I, I was very, very happy to see that. So you can actually join that that group on Facebook, everyone. Mike Trevisan is the king of Cleveland on Facebook. And it was very nice, very nice comments on there as well. Yeah. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to talk to my former boss today uh, for a little bit. See how he's doing. And so that was, was- kind of
2: nice. Yeah, you guys should have had a lot in common. That phone call they turned around, and did the exact same thing to him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into all that because I, uh, you know, he's got no,
2: I get that, but what but, I'm saying is it yeah, reminds, yeah, yeah, yeah. You,
1: yeah.
2: It reminds yeah. me of that scene in the cartoons where you go walking along, walking along, and you look down and notice you're not on the ground anymore, and then you fall <laughs> out of front. Of That's just kind of how it happens over
1: there. Yeah, seems that way. Um, but you can join that and comment on that, uh, that site. There's some very nice comments up there, okay. very nice stuff. Um, but all that stuff aside, thank you again to everybody. And we do have a show to do, we only have so long before we have our guests coming on. So, last week, our show was censored once again. Uh, this is the danger of social media. Yeah, it's a darn
2: C word <laughs> again. Uh,
1: yeah, well, this is a this is something else, man. Um, so we talked about can't I even know if I'm yeah. allowed to say the, the the name. I'll beat you out. Go ahead. We talked about the the big c word. Uh. Um, there's a lot of c words out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we talked <clears throat> about the pandemic is what we talked about for a little while, and apparently, um, uh, at least one so couple social media sites, a couple of the podcast sites decided that it was medical misinformation that was given out. Um, Free speech is gone in this country. Uh, Triv would lose his friggin mind over stuff like this uh, because you can't say anything anymore. Now, you can if you're on I guess broadcast radio for some reason it's okay to give opinions there, but on social media, it's not. On some of these channels that we broadcast on, it's not okay to give an opinion. And honestly, there is nothing that I said last Wednesday that was an opinion. I listened back to it, and everything that I said was fact or played on the news.
2: And we certainly con- We certainly covered all sides of the issue. If you had yes. a thought, if you didn't know anything about and you were putting something together, we didn't hold anything back, we didn't preach anything. We covered all the issues and laid it out and all of that stuff. But anymore, and you know my opinion on this. I think social media exists only to gather information on how you spend your money, tell you how to spend your money, and gather your own personal data. That that's all they do anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, we literally didn't do anything wrong. I mean, we, we I mean, yeah, there are some. Arguing going on, and there were some things said about yeah the pandemic, yeah. Uh, but it was in the news because Biden signed. Well, don't, a, don't say it again. They're going to do the right. same thing. But so, I mean, we're not going to get do it again, but I mean, yeah, it was censored. And so that show was taken off of, of a couple of sites. I, I don't know why. I mean, we're not banned this time, but we were warned. We were warned by a couple of different places to watch what we say which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But you know, it is what it is. So we're a dangerous show. I think we're a danger. That's yeah. What
2: it yeah. Yep. But you can watch a 12-man daisy chain in a prison <laughs> movie on HBO just because that's no problem. But we can't talk about stuff that everybody's thinking about.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can. I mean, I guess if we could broadcast live on TikTok, I think that would be the place to go because TikTok has literally everything. Um, oh, I saw this. I thought this was funny because, you know, I did lose part of my leg and right. I wanted to play some videos tonight. Um, since we're revamping a little bit. and I got more videos, more stuff I want to play. Cool. Um, but I saw this. Should have played it when I was doing the thank yous for everything for the past year. But I thought this was funny. I stumbled, if you will, upon this. And I think uh, some some funny jokes about me. All right. All right. Well, if you like movie trivia, I got one that'll stump you. Uh course, you're probably not really into tibia. Trivia. Uh, boy, that global woman, huh? They say we lost a foot of snow last winter. Uh, hey, how about another beer, huh? I bet you like the taste of hops. Uh, you only have one leg, sir.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I have no problem with those kind of jokes. I think they're funny. I think mean, that, you know... I've enjoyed those kind of jokes. (laughs) I stumbled upon that. You like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, laughing at that's kind of a shoe in.
1: Ah, there you go. Uh, The wind is really howling out there, man. It is something. All right. So you bitched at me last week because I don't play any of your videos. Okay. That was your complaint. Yeah. Now, I played a video last week from Fox News whether you want to consider it a legitimate news uh, organization or not, it was a reporter, not a show host. And he reported on the fact that Joe Biden signed the end of the national emergency for the pandemic. And I played a video and then we got into it and that turned into an argument and turned into us getting censored and everything else.
2: Yeah. But But let me just interject this. When we talked afterwards and I mentioned again about all the videos I send you, you looked at me and reminded me how socially and technologically inept I am. And you said, yeah, Michael, you've sent me an awful lot of video. One of these days I'll be able to open one. So hopefully well, I, we've fixed that a little better. And you've and, got and them.
1: The other problem that I have is like you have like three or four <clears throat> different accounts that stuff is coming from. So one day you'll message me on Messenger. The other day you'll message me from a different account on Messenger. Like, I don't know where I'm getting videos from. So. But anyways. We'll fix it. Uh, this is one of the videos that you had sent me. Now I'm going to compare some of the videos that you send me, right, to some of the videos that I find myself. Okay, and people can decide for themselves what is accurate and what maybe not be accurate. Fair. So this is a video that you sent me, and we will. I will comment after I play the video.
2: Fair stop scrolling. Now I told you they
4: were no longer holding back and they want to make sure that we have a huge piece of information and that's Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Now yes it was made public by a court order but it was very hard to find and heavily suppressed. Anonymous is making sure that we have both the redacted and unredacted versions. Now it's 96 pages but I'm going to show you the best ones in my opinion. For multiple cities, he has Massage, and then the city's name, and then a bunch of females' names. You all know how Massages
3: tie into this. Peter Soros. Good old Rupert. Kevin.
4: If anybody have any doubt, there's good old Donnie. And Trump was on the jet six more times than previously known. Neither the Clintons or the Obamas were in that book.
3: Happy
1: reading. Oh, let me comment on said video. I played you last week a video from a reporter making an announcement about what's going on in the country. You sent me a woman with no fucking eyebrows and a pink robe with her hair pulled back with shitty glasses on who apparently is able to get information that no other media member is able to get because the media would be all over Donald Trump if Donald Trump was on that plane. Never mind the fact that she said Clinton and Obama weren't mentioned, but there was an article, numerous articles in newspaper outlets across the country that showed that Jeffrey Epstein did visit the White House seven different times while Clinton was there. But that's the kind of video that you sent me. A lady in a pink robe with no eyebrows saying that she all of a sudden has found the Jeffrey Epstein black book that no other media outlet is reporting on Donald Trump being.
2: Well, <clears throat> the video's from
1: 2019. Well, it, it, does it matter? It's
2: been what said to No, there's like 15... If you Google Epstein's little black book, about 26 things come up, and they're from all over. The source that she quoted was anonymous, and I brought that because I didn't think that... Uh, it was accurate with regard to clinton because there's pictures of yeah of the, him of him and with we're him. also pictures Jeffrey of Ebbing. trump i mean in fairness but they yes, were both there of course what i found interesting though is that both uh, ivana and ivanka were there and listed and in the book and the other thing is in fairness it's not a record of anything any kind of dalliance there are just numbers. Most of those are phone numbers in that book. It doesn't, you know, what's blotted out there and scratched out isn't a sexual act. They're all international phone numbers. So I sent that for discussion. And my biggest question and my biggest comment would be, how come everybody that uh, makes that kind of list uh usually gets their name and everything kept out of it and the media doesn't cover it. You're you're on to the right story.
1: And they should.
2: They should is right. All
1: right. So the other thing that I found interesting that you had posted um you know, just I thought it was slightly interesting, but you posted like five times. Um is this <laughs> Being woke is what Jesus preached his entire life is the video that you posted right now. I'm <laughs> going to just show you, I, I don't want to play the entire video cause it's very long. Okay. Um, actually, I got two videos that I want to play and I, I won't play all of it, but um, the left agenda, the woke agenda, the left who I guess you're comparing Jesus to this no. is what, this is what the woke left agenda is dealing with
5: so i just want you to condemn the uh, nashville transgender shooter audrey hell damn it you're good to condemn someone that killed six people i'm just asking questions you you refuse to condemn the shooter audrey hell
4: i condemn all school
5: shootings do you condemn audrey hell specifically though no so you don't so you no longer condemn audrey hell
6: I Tom, condemned you know. the guns that she had. You don't condemn her? No. No, I'm not gonna condemn her. I'm gonna condemn guns, is what I'm here to condemn. So you- no. Why?
2: I'm not quite sure where the mental health issues come in. Down-
5: sir. No, Can sir. you condemn her? Down no, sir. Have Why? A Have
7: Down a the steps. He can't condemn a shooter. Down
3: the
2: steps. Can't condemn. So I wanna say this plain and simple. There is no place. For political violence in
6: America, period, none, ever. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start
4: taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state.
1: Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
6: Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless When they
1: go low, we kick
6: How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right I thought he should have punched him in the face, I said even if you lost, he insulted your wife yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders He said, well what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race You know. would have been a hero
5: I'd like to punch him in the face I said if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him.
6: Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Where is John
7: Wilkes Booth when you need him?
6: I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House.
7: A Missouri state senator is under investigation
1: by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will. Now that's video actually goes on for another minute. Um, okay,
7: but why now, are you? What because that happen- you post something about agenda?
1: Because you post something about Jesus being yeah. woke and yeah. the left, the woke are preaching violence, hatred. They won't even condemn a school shooter because she's trans, and that's the woke agenda. No. That is the left today. No, and I refuse woke to believe agenda. that Jesus would be I preaching s- such things.
2: No he didn't he, the, one of the commandments that you know came down to moses was thou shalt not kill now ethically and for all kinds of reasons we also have uh, you know capital punishment which is just a bizarre
1: carve out so
2: what, what i'm that what the video you just saw the sound bites by themselves do nothing except reinforce what I got together with you to try and do, which is have both sides put their stupid ideas down, and concentrate on the real stuff. I, my God, I'm not going to defend any single one of those kinds of things. But then, by the, you can put together a video that's just as sick and twisted from the right, and they're both equally as wrong. I will tell you in a heartbeat that the the. the you know, I have said over and over and over and over and over again: the moon never made it to the seventh house, and Jupiter did not align with Mars. Peace is not guiding the planet, and love isn't steering the stars. So, uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cute. You know, I, I don't doubt that there. You know, she knows what hell looks like, but you know, I'm not there. So, um, the point though about what he preached was take care of your neighbor be the good samaritan forgive us our trespasses all of that kind of stuff uh thank you the, you know that we should be in the middle every extremist is dead wrong i don't wait, care wait,
1: wait, wait a mind. second I, but i'm not gonna sit here and, and no offense chris but i'm not gonna let you sit here and say that that's that's not true I mean, those yeah, people were, some of those people were actually in charge in this country. Nancy Pelosi was in charge in this country. And that was one of those people. Those people, some of them were politicians. Those are people on CNN preaching violence. Don Lemon is not a radical leftist. I don't consider him a radical leftist. He's just an idiot who has, has just stupid opinions, in my opinion. But no, those, those aren't complete radical. Yes, but, but if you take lunatic you're right if you
2: take six second sound bites out of everybody's broadcast career you can make it look pretty damning and that was a really nice editorial job philosophically it was i love horrible. when you say it's
1: an editorial job it's not it was what they said what they said
2: Those words came out of your mouth but you don't know what the question was ahead of it you don't know, the, you don't
1: know the first or second don't uh, you know, have a question when he said I, I, I want to kill donald trump
2: yeah i will give you an example president said the political violence doesn't isn't ever right but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen when human beings reach a boiling point there was a big difference between somebody kneeling on george floyd's neck for over nine minutes and any other kind of uh police stop that one incident everybody got ticked off at and rightfully so or at least they should have but it wasn't an indictment of the police and you don't hide behind the police because 90% of the cops on the beat would like to get rid of all the bad apples and just go do their job. It it isn't in a, it's not like you're anti-police if one per just like you shouldn't be anti-gun because of the people that shouldn't have guns getting their hands on them. It's not the gun's fault. So, You know, it just goes to show we've got a lot to do to get people to put the stupid stuff down. And let's start having some. The key is having some conversations that are deep. You, You run little sound bites like needs a hair job, looks like hell in the middle of what we're trying to discuss that has meat and potatoes on the plate. You're wasting everybody's time. But when we start to have logical arguments like we're starting with the videos and all of this kind of stuff, that can be productive. But everybody's got to back off of the radical stuff.
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're,
2: they're radical right people, too. You know, I'm sorry. But when the you know, when you get video of right wing activists like the Proud boys and militia groups and stuff like that, chanting Sig Heil, that's wrong, too. So you, I, you condemn both of it.
1: Yeah, but I don't hear the left condemning both of it. I don't hear the left condemning. I agree. They do a
2: horrible job of stepping up and saying, "Put that away. Enough is enough." I I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I don't. That's that's the left's way to the middle, and the right's way to the middle comes from living by the values, but having the guts to look at everybody in that party that isn't doing the right thing either, and stepping away from them. And that's why the middle is wide open.
1: You can call the show. Call dot the thanks to the Charlie's Auto Repair Shop in Lakewood hotline. Oh nice. You can also email us. There's an email address. Seth Williams32 at Yahoo.com or Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. You can email Bingo. anytime you want to email as well. Um I don't know. I mean I think that the left does a lot of really really bad things i mean you can go ahead and look for if you want for for a video clip that i found on the right i'd love to see it if you can find one that's two and a half minutes long of the right saying that something bad should happen to obama i i I don't i i didn't find it It, it, it's there but i don't want to dig for it politicians Fox News, you think that they actually preached violence towards another president? You think that happened?
2: Um, you know, I listened to Tucker and Hannity, and they certainly had exceeded. They never have. They,
1: I swear to God, you find me one fucking clip where one of those guys, Tucker or Hannity, says that they should strangle the president. I they didn't. To, I want you to find something. The, Tell okay, me how, that. You know, how about punch the, him in the face. I how about Tucker Carlson's claim that it was a
2: peaceful face. demonstration and they were more like tourists? And that the video footage was edited and that wasn't an insurrection
1: on January 6th. Well, I know people that were there that were let into the Capitol by police that were able to walk in by police. They walked right by them. Police let them in. So don't tell me that it was a march and people just rioted and threw bombs into the place and stormed the Capitol. Yes, there were people that that. did the wrong thing, but I saw it. I have friends that were there. Okay, and so George Floyd is killed, so we burn down the country. You're right. We, no, but that, those aren't see, peaceful protests.
2: Put that back up. That is the exact example of having your head someplace that doesn't belong. So George Floyd is killed, so we burn the country down. A, we didn't burn the country down. B, they burned cities arrive,
1: down. Huh? They did burn cities. They, they didn't burn, burn whole department. cities down. They burned police departments. They burned buildings. They tossed cars over and burned them. Okay, people got hurt. Okay, now you want to my, protest? Protest? Protest peacefully.
2: All right, you please. Seriously, what? Please, and carry please. around little two by three uh, handmade signs that say "lynchings are wrong," were wrong," and "and kneeling on people on my neck is so wrong." And now was a lynching. Yeah, that's how long it's been going on. That's where the frustration builds up.
1: Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's it. Okay. We don't
2: have that experience. We don't know what that feels like. We weren't, you know, we weren't redlined against.
1: Either we're do just... the kids that were are stealing and looting for no reason at all. That's they don't excuse. have that experience I bring... either. I
2: get that. I get that.
1: You don't the, get and... that.
2: Yeah, I do get that. That's why they deserve to be in jail. I mean, as a matter of fact, we're going to get to, well, turning the other cheek, kind of his part of being tolerant and letting everybody. So you're it.
1: saying the woke is tolerant. The woke is tolerant. It's just a tolerance. Right. Shout uh, re- Republicans and conservatives off of college campuses because they don't like what they have to say. That's tolerance. Yeah. I'm asking you, is that tolerance?
2: No, it's, no, it's not. But, you know, I was, the Huff riots, the LA riots, the Detroit riots, the 60s, there there was a little bit of that in the street too. Uh, Okay, you do understand that,
1: I I understand your age, I I get it, but what I'm asking you is, you do understand that we aren't talking about the 60s, 70s anymore, we are in 2023.
2: And nothing's changed.
1: But it's a different time it's a different era we do have smartphones we do have things that it's, a, it's a, so we can stop and leave that stuff in the past and deal with what we have to deal with now okay. and what's going on now okay it's ridiculous when people are getting away with theft the way that they are when walmart is closing down stores in chicago because they can't keep them open because people are stealing too much I, there's a problem in this country
7: yeah, And I, there's a
1: problem with the left dealing with crime there's a problem with the left they want violence
2: Some do. The radicals do. We are being played against each other because that's the buttons that are being pushed. We are the pawns in this game. Because there's nothing more scary to the powers that be than an informed, organized, united electorate that could vote with their dollar bills and with their ballot to make some serious changes.
1: Like you're digging a hole because of for, for Proud Boys. There's three times to Antifa lunatics. Chicago this weekend was a flash mob, pack mentality. Yeah, did you see it?
2: Yeah, there. Yes, it doesn't. It's absolutely. But you know what? But here's the other side of this. Yes, it's a little more educated, and yes, it's supposedly cloaked in a little bit more authority. But right now, there's part of Congress in New York City trying to make the uh, district attorney brag the Antichrist and say all kinds of stuff is uh, his fault. And one of the things that has been said and repeated over and over and over, and people listen to it and believe it, is, oh, this DA is ignoring all kinds of serious crimes because he's more interested in indicting a past president. Well, the truth of the matter is in 1979, there were 537 murders in New York city. And this year there've been 23. And that's okay. not the only. Crime and if you look at the
1: cherry picked uh, you know, stats, like you're going to do right there, that's fine. But if you look at all the stats, crime is up tremendously in New York city, tremendously. Yeah. You're okay. cherry-picking a stat to prove a point, which is, is no, inaccurate. No, there are
2: four other major crimes. Crime that are down is through. up
1: tremendously in New York City. It's not a safe place to go. It was years it ago. It's not it now a place safe is. place to go. And,
2: and my whole point about how things haven't changed, how many people – you ever watch a Western movie where the guy walks in and because somebody, like, looked at his cards – or somebody didn't pay for his drink. Or somebody danced with the somebody whatever. Or somebody stole his horse. The guy just pulls the gun out and shoots four people in the bar. Or two guys decide to have a fight and go out and settle it in the street. That is the way things used to be. Nothing's changed. And things should have changed by now. Because I agree with you. We're supposedly smarter than the the keyword there is the one isn't an excuse for everything. You know, it, there we're imperfect. There are going to be all kinds, but that's no reason to stop, and that doesn't nullify the whole other argument. Well, I found an example of.
1: I was. Well, how many I, do you want? How many examples do you need before you admit that there's a serious problem?
2: There is a serious problem. I'm not denying that fact. I'm want. I, was, I want. A discussion is going to lead towards solutions, though, not just standing on opposite side of the streets and pointing fingers and throwing rocks at each other. The miniature, but northern North, the rest of Oh my goodness.
1: It is. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know okay. what you want. You 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 excuse violence like that. Those people right. were let out of jail. Okay. Some were their bail was paid for that by whole celebrities. Last poll-
2: Here's my point. That whole last post happened. But then again, somebody turned their car up the street in Charlottesville to run over a whole bunch of people that were protesting racial inequality, killed 11 people that weren't the same color as him. And it didn't get the same nullification. As a matter of fact, the president said, well, there were, you know, bad people on both sides in Charlottesville. So uh, you can't go tit for tat. You just can't deny that both sides are wrong, because if I sit here and no major city is safe, no major city has ever been safe. And the fact that it's 2023 and we're not doing anything to make it really safe is an indictment on everybody. Otherwise, everybody's just saying, oh, I'm the victim of this. Really? Well, then do something about it.
1: Right, the last line here is the, the, joke, the biggest
2: joke used to be Cleveland with no downtown and no nightlife and nobody out in the street and all the population down. The big joke when I was traveling around the country is Cleveland is the only major city in America where you're safer at night because there's nobody out, nobody goes downtown.
1: We blame the, the enforcers of laws instead of criminals.
2: No, we're not blaming anybody. We don't blame the parents. We don't blame people that are raising. You don't think police kids. have been
1: blamed for? years now you don't think police are the, they're not they're, the cause of crime n- no and but they're they try to do something about it and they're blamed
2: no they're no no they're not blamed they're not blamed but kneeling on somebody's neck for nine minutes and killing them is wrong okay, somebody didn't could, you could, could you just say, for, how many white people last year got shot you, you just killed? fucking
1: all right do you listen to yourself ever didn't you just yes. say that you can't take one incident and then blame everything else. That's right. what you just you mentioned now George Floyd sixteen times in a span of five minutes.
2: Yeah, except George Floyd isn't the only time you it happens. One. No, it's not the only time it happens. A it drug happens addict every, criminal.
1: Every... you you've mentioned now sixteen times in five minutes.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: There you go. You grab your head and you start to turn no, red, and I, you have I'm nothing just, to fucking say. And then we just sit here. You have no solutions. You literally, you talk out your ass all the time. You just literally said to me, you can't pick one incident and then just blame it all. Say it everything." You can't just say the, the riots in Minneapolis. You can't, can't just I pick one use, incident. You have now said George Floyd 16 times in five But hours. I haven't
2: used that to nullify an entire subset and opposite side argument. My point is, I want you to name one white guy that got pulled over for a traffic stop and beaten or shot and killed last year. That's the point. Yeah. Now, that's, that's Akron. We don't know what's going to happen on that.
1: No, that we do. I think we know what's happening. I think they have made their decision. So. And I'll tell you where it's going. If I was a cop, I wouldn't do my job anymore. I would sit in a police car and go back to the stereotype of eating donuts. They're not going to have coffee and hanging out because you know what? Let the, the criminals roam free and, and see what happens. If I was a cop, if all cops just took the night off, I would love to see what happens in this country. I'd love to see what happens and then see no. what kind of respect that they get.
2: No, but we are going to end see if up. We're far- talking about
1: George Floyd 16 more times in five minutes. Mm-hmm. When if the cops took a night off for, you know, for once. Take a night off. Go home. People lock your freaking doors because if the cops take a night off, we're screwed. Yeah. That is accurate as well. Okay. You don't don't like stats? You don't like the truth?
2: No, it's not that at all. It's just not that at all. So, um, I don't know what who they is in that particular case. Jalen Walker. Oh. Um and and uh the fact that none of this stuff is any different or any better. And the only thing we do is point fingers and blame like one side's all of... Fun. I'll put it this way. You don't have and let's talk about the people that are in the middle that aren't whacked out on either side, but they're not out encouraging people to go out and commit crime, and they don't want any more of that to happen in their city or their town than anybody else does. They're equally concerned when their families go out at night, when their property's at stake, if they own a business. So the 80% of the people aren't the problem, but we give way too much credence to the 10% on either side that is completely out of their mind. I am sick to death in this country of 97% of the people having to walk around on eggshells so that 3% of the people don't get disturbed. Okay, here's that this weekend, you can't, do, well, life is a It moment. happens
1: every weekend. You do realize that, right? There are more people shot in Chicago in one weekend than in some cities in the entire year. I mean, you do understand that, right? I mean, you yeah. do understand that there's a serious, serious problem with crime in some of these major left cities. And yeah. what is being done about it? <clears throat> Nothing. And you want to say... Yep. That Bragg didn't target Donald Trump? Of course he did. And he's letting criminals go. Did you watch? Are you watching the story about the the military guy, the vet that was killed? And he let like two of the guys go. They're on video killing him. And this is what's going on. He is targeting Trump because that's a political move. And you know it. He's letting criminals go. Well. Well, what? I mean, you have nothing to say. You have no solutions to any of these problems. You I keep have talking about the solution over and over and over again. Get together. They bring up George Floyd 19 more times. No,
2: forget. Like I said, forget that one. We still are not anywhere near unvalidating the fact of what I said about 80% of the people that are in the middle and not freaked out about the extremes on both ends are spending their time. Blaming each other instead of actually doing something about it and the other thing is and and blame I blame the left for this this has nothing to do with the right but when everybody does statistics about minorities being in jail, half of that crime is black on black crime and shooting each other that's you know that but that issue isn't going to be stopped by doing anything except ignoring it and then leading down the road to where there's cameras every 15 feet. And if you're caught without your cell phone, um, okay. It was, yeah, it's been six months. So you're right. It's been six months. So yeah, let's move on to whoever is current and all that. It it never ends because somebody else comes in and, and the same thing happens to them. But they're no different than the Wild West. It's no different than the Middle Ages. It's just about uh, doing something that, and and my solution to that is just a bigger piece of the pie for everybody. That's all. And it's easily done, and it's not going to bankrupt everybody that's got 97% of the money. Because the only way we're going to be able to enforce the laws is snipers. That's what we're getting down. First of all, anybody today that is planning on committing a crime has to be a lunatic. Because no matter what happens on the face of the earth, by the time it makes it to the news, there's video. There's anything that happens. There hasn't been a news story in 10 years where people have said, well, we'd really like to show you some video of what happened, but we don't have it. They got video instantly of everything. So how anybody thinks they could get away with a crime is beyond me. That guy committed the crime in, in what Idaho and drove all the way back to Pennsylvania and thought he was going to get away with it because he threw his clothes out halfway to Pennsylvania. And he was on video the whole time that a cop car followed him all the way to Pennsylvania. This guy that just leaked the military documents, would it take three days to find him. All but they have hurts. to do they, and, and half the half the people that do stupid stuff can't help can't help but going on Facebook and posting it and bragging to their friends. Like, so yeah. everybody's gonna end up getting caught.
1: I, I'm looking around because I, I wanted to see if like I was still in the same room and still in the same like mm-hmm. universe that I was in when I started the show, because all of a sudden, in the middle of everything that you said, we, yeah, you, you went to the way that the solution is is to get people a bigger piece of the pie so not the 1% has all the money once again. You went back to banks, the 1%, and all of a sudden, apparently if we just started handing out money to everybody, we no. wouldn't have this problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what you said.
2: You don't just hand out money. That's well, it's you not... said.
1: We got to like give everybody the piece of the pie. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where that
2: came from. All right, let me ask you a yes or no question is your idea of a solution Seth, a switch that you can just flip and all of a sudden the condition you want to alleviate doesn't exist anymore yes. or is it something that you build towards educate people towards use as a goal or an ideal and strive to get to
1: you want to move my if I had my ultimate solution probably unrealistic well it is unrealistic but if I had my ultimate solution, I would have the National Guard the Marines go through this country and start slapping every kid, every criminal in handcuffs, and locking them all up and take them to an island somewhere where we never have to deal with these people again. Absolutely. That would be the greatest solution ever. And then, once we have all the criminals out of here, then we can start trying to fix other problems like homelessness, and we can actually forget about other countries for once, stop giving countries you know money and all that kind of stuff. We can put a wall around our border, and we can actually solve some of the shit that goes on here. Absolutely. I would love that. I would love to have hunger and all that stuff taken care of in our own country before I start seeing more commercials about how I can donate to help somebody else in some third world country. That's what I would love to see. I would love to see America taken care of and fixed because it's broken. It's broken with crime. It's broken with poverty. It's broken with illegals. And we need to fix the problem. It's broken with colleges where your kid can't go to college and actually get an education as opposed to just being taught an ideology now that is one-sided. I want to fix the problems that we have here. And I don't think the solution is for the big banks or the 1% to give up their money so that we can all live a better life.
2: Okay. There's only one problem with your solution. You said that the police and the national guard and the army and the Marines have to be called out first, go door to door and arrest all the criminals get rid of them, and then concentrate on all the rest of the problems. That first job would never end. That first job would never, ever. I said it was probably
1: unrealistic. I
2: wish that it could happen. Every single day, hundreds of thousands of new 16, 17, 18-year-old losers join the dead pool. And become potential criminals. So over and over and over and over again. And the courts are going to be jammed because when you take every teenager or gang member and say that they are under arrest, the defense is going to be there's still bank fraud. Don't
1: take the wrong
2: way. There's still hedge fund cheating. There's still tax evasion. There's still domestic violence. And there's still everything else. And when you have every single family losing somebody either to capital punishment or banishment, like they did in Australia, just build an eye, you know, let's when Greenland thaws with global warming, let's make that the new Australia and make it the, the America's largest penal colony. The problem is if you can't touch any of the other problems first until we get rid of all of those criminals, you'll never be done. You will never, ever, ever be finished.
1: Well, yes, if everyone stopped or attempted to be stopped, it would just comply with the police. We would not be having all these problems. Yes, we would. That's a small well, problem. We used to have quick time trials. Time. What happened to that? I'd get rid of all defense attorneys, too. No offense, Mike. Mike, the first job in Chicago would be 80% done by just hanging down, hanging out downtown this weekend. You'd root out a ton of issues. Chicago used to be such a great place. I visited Chicago a few times, and I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was such a great place to go, but it's a war zone. People are leaving there quicker than ever now because of who's in charge. You need to stick the police in there. You need to get these progressives out of there, and you need to start going door. This new mayor that they have in Chicago, I don't know what people in Chicago are on. They're all doing drugs. Um, but he's a progressive who thinks that more social programs are the, the way to to help that town that's not you need to get rid of all of them. you need to go through the streets and just start rounding people up that are out there like mobs shooting and burning cars kicking in windows that's what you need to do
2: okay but that's the fur dropping a buck and dropping the bucket
1: <clears throat> gotta start somewhere
2: okay But again, you said we can't do anything until we get rid of all that element
1: first. And that's never going to happen. Well, what's going to happen? What's your solution, Mike? What is your solution? I keep asking. What is your solution? Other than the big banks and the 1% giving money up. That's been your solution to every show that we have. Whether it's immigration or whether it's school shootings or violence in the streets, your solution is for big banks and the 1%. To give up money. Stop no. and frisk. Yes, you should stop and frisk. No, I have no problem walking down the street and being frisked by somebody. I don't have something to <laughs> you ain't gonna find anything on me. That's what my wife said.
2: Okay. The answer is provide a little bit more. I I don't want to air anybody's personal dirty laundry on the air. But suffice to say, the last year has been tough economically for both you and me. Of course. Now, by making it so that it wasn't such a hand-to-mouth world that 85% of the normal people live in, then they wouldn't feel as threatened and it wouldn't be such an infringement on their life if they could lead a better, happier life. I said laser fencing around schools, and Seth thought I was out of my mind.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's joking.
2: So, but the,
1: that's the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard in my life. So, yeah. I'm, well, it's again. coming.
2: Look, it's here's coming. The deal but in 20 years, the laser is gonna cut the person, is gonna kill the person, not just shock them.
1: You, and you realize then that all
2: the stores will be safe. And you know what? Pretty By the time somebody invents that technology. Everybody's going to be upset Pissed off and frustrated enough That they'll all go along with it That's what's coming I I have no vision If you think I have some vision Of some panacea Or all of a sudden it's going to go back to being the guardian Of Eden, you don't know me It's going to get much Much, much worse Yeah, I get that. And you can also kill without a gun. Jesus. How about something of some intellectual depth? You can kill people with your hands. You can poison people. You can drop big rocks on them. You can Band kneel rocks. Dick for nine minutes.
1: Ban, ban, ban it all. Ban hands. No, I do. that's Everybody not my solution. Everything.
2: My solution Every- is you have to concentrate on the quality of life for the people that are deserve a better quality of life. Because I- we ain't going to fix the other
1: part. I have the solution, Mike. I've come up with it. <coughs> okay. this, is the, this is perfect. Um, we chop everybody's hands off. We give them all the money that they want. So that way they can buy food and they just stick their face in it. Now nobody goes hungry and then nobody gets hurt because nobody has hands.
2: Very funny. They're, they're in, or you want to hear the interim steps? The interim steps is when artificial intelligence figures out by reading the pupils of your eyes who the criminals of the future are going to be. And they start picking those babies out of the nursery and getting rid of them. And that plan is already around.
7: Chris. Mike, you're killing me as hard as I'm trying to be on your team today. You are absolutely <laughs> killing me. I'm trying. And I agree with some of your points. Yeah. But, but here's it's... where I don't agree. Okay. You're always looking for a way to massage things into, into a solution. There's no massaging it. I don't... In, order, in order to change something as drastic as crime, you got to come down hard. you got to come down with batons swinging, plastic bullets or beanbags being shot, people being hurt. So that they're scared as fuck to have crime, to commit crime in their name a second time. Until you do that, you're never going to see a solution.
2: Never. We're never going to see a solution. That's a pipe dream.
7: Well, because I agree. This is the same world. But you did see when this is- Giuliani stepped into New York City and cleaned it up and made it brutal. If you committed a crime, longer police, longer uh, sentences, harsher sentences, quicker sentencing, you saw a crime not disappear. It's never going to completely go away, but you saw it go down drastically. Then but the seventies are over. Went away, but the seventies are all gone. Away the last couple of years, no, the last four years since it went away. What do you have? You have. You have movie theaters that you can't get a 10-ounce glass of pop in while you're getting mugged outside the theater. Yes. Okay. That's what you have. You've gotta, you got to put the foot. You know, I, I know this is going to be the unpopular statement, but you got to put the foot on the neck. And I'm not saying that what happened with George Floyd is right, but proverbially it's 100% right if you want to stop crime. If you make people scared to death, to attack police officers and sell fentanyl and and rob stores, if you make them scared to death to do it, just by numbers, there will be less people doing it.
2: All right. Let me remind everybody of one other thing. In okay. the 70s, maybe early 80s, okay. Reggie Jackson said that all the dope that comes into this country doesn't come in one ounce baggies. It comes by ships and airplanes. You want to put your foot on the neck of crime? We have enough surveillance satellites to know where every major drug cartel's house is. Mm -hmm. You want to stop fentanyl? Blow up everybody that's making fentanyl. Make it fentanyl eradication day. This stuff about being tougher on all the people in the streets. If you're chasing everybody around the street, you're wasting your time. I'm not saying don't be tough on crime, but please don't make it a political social issue that divides this country into right and left. But it is have both sides agree that we get rid of every fentanyl factory in Mexico and tell Mexico, fine, you're not building a wall then we're going to get rid of the drugs before they get here. So
7: why can't we do both? Why can't we on the larger scale funded government level do that at the same time at the local city town level, be cracking skulls of the idiots that are acting up?
2: Because I have no faith in the ability of the second part. You're not going to have drug dealers on the streets if they can't get any drugs. I'm, and that I'm, I'm, will I'm, eventually peter out. My point is, this is the same world that it was in the Middle Ages. It's the same world that it was in the Wild West. It's, it's not, the though. same world. It's sure as hell, it's it not. really. It's tell not. me per I, I,
7: capita. Listen. I'll tell you exactly why it's not. Because in, in the world that you're going back to in the 70s and 80s, back in the older days of the 70s, which I grew <laughs> up in too. When I grew up in the '70s, and I stole a candy bar from the local Lawsons that we had, my dad beat my ass so bad I couldn't sit within Thank you. A, for a month. Thank you. today, if the same thing happened, my dad would be going to jail, and the store would be sued. The store would be sued for not handing that candy bar because they hurt the person's feelings.
1: Thank you. So it's
7: not the so same.
2: My Mike. point is the, the, the My city. point is the. I said parenting is the uh, as big a problem as everything else. So many times on this show before, it goes in one ear and not the other. And well, parenting, parenting is where nobody's it all is. got a lock on being a better parent. No, Neither side has a lock starts. on being a better parent. There's it just as many. There are just as many right wing patriots that are lousy parents as there are leftists that are telling their kids that everything is OK and every, you know, that the world is different. Just deal with it. Well, Mark, Both sides nowhere, are nowhere in anything, wait a
7: minute. Nowhere in anything I said did I say any political party.
2: I agree with you, but I can't get anybody else to move and see that the answers all have to be politically neutral. If they're going to work
7: are red and blue Mike. but the I'll go... that I would shoot are I red agree. And blue.
2: <laughs> I agree, but let me go even farther back than you did. Horace Mann is still quoted because he said, "Go west, young man." That wasn't to go be a farmer. That was because back in the early 1800s when he wrote that, if you were an idiot in New Hampshire, you could change your identity, walk into New Jersey and start all over. And once you were an idiot or committed crimes or killed somebody or raped somebody and they were after you in New Jersey, you could get on a train and go to Chicago and reinvent yourself because they didn't have social security numbers. They didn't have driver's license and on and on and on. So everybody progressively worse moved progressively west. And the world is no different then than it is now. So my whole point is, yeah, I'm all for tightening up on the street. But I'll tell you what, the reason why I'm not a lawyer anymore is because I felt like I was bailing the ocean out with a Dixie cup.
7: Right. I hear you. And the reason why I came
2: to you and the reason why I came to Seth originally and said, let's put a show like this on the air is because hopefully we're reaching more people that realize like you just did with your example. We got to come up with new. And new doesn't fit right, and new doesn't fit left, or red, or blue. And the 80% of the people in this country deserve to get their voice back.
1: All right, well, I hate to interrupt this, uh, you know, because we're going to enter the new world now, uh, well, back in the <laughs> 2023 era. Um, geez, we're on the wild, wild west. Um, uh, speaking of red, we do have uh, Sammy Lee from Red Rain coming up in just a minute. So Chris, Sweet. thank you for calling in, I appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Good to see you up and out of the house. Thank you. And uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Sammy Lee. Hang on.
0: What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's, where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions you can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated, intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Berta creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170 That's Charlie's Auto Repair. 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170, Charlie's Auto Repair.
1: William show with Mike Gisoka, Red Rain, one of our featured um, bands on The New Rock Moment. We started a new segment called The New Rock Moment. We are joined by drummer Sammy Lee. How are you, my man?
5: I'm fine. How you guys doing? Thank nice. you for having me.
1: Fantastic. I love that song. Right? It's, uh, Thank you.
5: Awesome. So yeah. do I. Thank now, you so we're, much.
1: We've done here on this show, we started a... Uh, it's called The New Rock Moment, where okay. we feature a band like every week is... Uh, I've had a battle. Do you know? You know Chris Aiken.
5: I do know Chris Aiken yeah. very well. And so
1: I've <laughs> been having a battle with him uh, over music and new rock, and uh, so I wanted to start featuring some bands here. And, okay. and I think that you guys absolutely rock and kill it.
5: Thank so you. Thank you so much.
1: Tell us about Red Rain. How you got together and how everything started and everything else.
5: Sure. So I'll try to do the quick version. Uh, the singer and I were in a prior band that did mostly, um, originals, but some covers, uh, that band ended. And I had, um, had this idea of just doing all originals, you know, everybody does cover tunes, which is great, but I wanted to do all originals. We had written some that we never released. Um, so, um, the lead singer uh, is Bubba McMichael, who Bubba and I've been playing in bands for uh, 18, 20 years. We, uh, Then uh, got Larry Moore, who is our bass player. Larry um, has been playing bass for many, many years as well. And then we finalized the band with uh, Stevie Shred, who's our guitar player. But one of the songs that we wrote that we never finished was actually not that way. That song.
1: It's fantastic, man. Thank
5: you. Thank you so much. And playing that video y'all just played, I just realized they didn't show any pictures of the drummer, so.
1: Yeah, what the hell's you know. up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I but,
5: I, damn, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I got to I gotta talk to somebody about that. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so, there's a lot of so, live stuff
1: you. that's out there, though, on YouTube. I've noticed that there's a lot of, like, uh, live stuff that you guys do. Work. Uh, you guys have toured some pretty cool bands.
5: Yes, we have. Yes, we've been pretty fortunate. Who, who so. have you been touring with? So I will tell you, we started uh, with our very first show that we did, sort of on that kind of level, was Lita Ford. It was our very first show. Uh, very gracious. What a what a great show. What a great person she was. We met her for you know quick second. Couldn't have been any nicer. Um, and then where we got kind of I say the bigger break that we had is we got on a tour with Tesla the band. Wow. And yeah, and so uh, back in 2017, we started in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana to Cincinnati, to Fort Wayne, and I'm sorry, to um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Then we drove back to Richmond, then met him back up in Pennsylvania and finished the tour. You know, we only did like a, a week run, finished the tour actually here at hometown Richmond.
1: Mike.
5: Yeah, and then from that point on, we've been able to play with Dockin and Jackal, Slaughter, Winger, um, uh, Tesla again. We, we actually went back out with Tesla a couple times in 2018. 2019, so yeah, we've had a really, really good run with some of these bands that you know we uh, we all listened to and, and loved, and and still love to this day.
1: I got to talk to uh, actually Kip Winger and uh, one of the guys from Tesla the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was cool talking to those guys. Uh, and one of the things I, I kind of asked Kip Winger, I want to ask you. One of the reasons I started this segment is because, to me. New rock and rock music in general has just kind of gone. I hate to say downhill, but doesn't maybe get the coverage that it used to around here on the radio. Doesn't get sure. the airplay that it used to. It seems like if you go overseas, it seems to be bigger. But what what's the problem with rock music today in this country? Or is there one? I don't
5: know. You know, that's a good question. I I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, for the fact that and uh, all these tours that we played. Uh, we have met bands like us that uh, we just enjoy playing with and great music. I I, I don't know uh, where it starts and where it ends of why new rock, hard rock, heavy metal uh, can't be put out to the forefront. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did, but I do know there's a lot of uh, shows uh, like, like yourself now and other shows that are promoting um, this type of music and, But, you know, do people go look for it is the the question. You know, we're we're in Richmond, uh, Virginia. That's where we're based out of. And there's a lot of great bands here, a lot of great bands that play, um, you know, the clubs and do a lot of covers. I I don't want to do covers anymore. I did it for years and years and years. But, um, you know, when I do go see a band or a friend of mine that is playing, it's always like, hey, you know, there's no good music. And I'm like, well, you're wrong. There is. There's a lot of Internet radio stations, a lot of shows, again, like yourself. They're all out there. You just got to go find it. I don't think mainstream radio at this point um, is going to push sort of a new kind of Van Halen Aerosmith type band at this point, but I, I, I could be wrong. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's killing me because, you know, we're, we're based in Cleveland. You know, we're supposed to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame capital of the world, whatever, and right. you know, it used to have some great clubs. And I mean, I guess we still do, but man, the local scene used to be so great and the national scene, all these concerts would always come here. Cleveland was a destination point. Right. Now it just seems like for rock music, it doesn't seem like that anymore.
5: Well, you know, what, what, what kind of baffles me is, uh, you know, we played Richmond two or three times. We we don't get um, – and this is no disrespect to anybody or, or, or putting anybody down. We don't get – if we were to headline a show in Richmond, we would not do very well because we do all originals. Um, so I think people like what they know. Um, people like to hear um, the songs that they grew up with or, you know, what they want. And, and what there's, again, nothing wrong with that. But that's just not the type of band that we are. So we we have to plug in and push in a different avenue. And we're lucky enough to have a, a team publish, a, you know, um, a team of people who push the band, who like the band um, and push us up the hill. And it's been a long push and it, and we're still pushing. So. Sammy, let me
2: ask you, with the dedication to coming up with original music, do you guys carve out a time to write, or is it still somebody finds a lick, somebody finds a chop, somebody shares and says, hey, listen to this, and then everybody builds on it? Or do you show up at the studio together and go, okay, let's
5: write this and and try to come – I mean, does the music find you – well, that, that's a great question, Michael. So, believe it or not, uh, everybody in the band has a, has a role, which is great, you know. And uh, so, Bubba and I started the band. Um, I I happen on the side; I own uh, a couple businesses, so I run all the business portion of the band. So I'm the one that would be talking to uh, anybody that needs to be talking to our, you know, uh, again, our publicist, our man, you know, management team, Ooh, so on. Right. Um, Bubba McMichael, the singer is the main songwriter. Uh, he, and I don't know where it comes from, but he has no shortage of songs, really. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. not. And Stevie and Larry also help with the songwriting process um, in the in the way, you know, Bubba will bring in the idea like you were talking about, but he usually has an idea. And yeah, we'll, we'll go in and we'll rehearse. Uh, usually if we have a show, which we do have coming up, but we have a show, we'll take the first 45 minutes to an hour and go over the set two, two times or, you know, uh, make sure the show's good, and then we'll start noodling around with some of the ideas. So yeah, that's really the basis of it. But I tell you, I don't know where Bubba comes up with it, but there's no shortage of material, so which nice. is good. It's a great yeah, matter of yeah, fact. Yeah. Matter of fact, and I, I know we'll hopefully talk about this. We do have a new album we're going to yeah. be releasing very soon, but Bubba's already on. I mean, we're not. We haven't even put it out or even played one new song live yet, and he's already. I think he told me he's got five or six new ones already. So I don't know where he gets them from. Yeah. So
1: when does the new album come out?
5: I don't have an answer to that. Uh, we're still kind of dotting the I's and cross the T's. We hope we thought it would have been out by now, but um, you know there's some things going on behind the scenes that we're just trying to iron out before we get it done. So I really don't have an answer for that. I'd really like to get it out as soon as possible because we've kind of been pumping it. We're very excited about this album. This is a great, I, you know, I, I know I'm biased being in the band, but it's really a great album. There's a song, I mean, the songs are, little more melodic. They're not as heavy, heavy. I mean, you've got a little bit of everything. You've got some really heavy songs in there. you got a little more melody, a little more melodic to it, but uh, and, and the songwriting has progressed, uh, really, uh, and so we're very excited. It took us some time to get this down, but um, can't wait for everybody to hear it.
1: Now, going off of Mike's question a little bit, like, I've always been kind of intrigued on how, like, a band puts just a song together like how do you come up with like a drum solo all of a sudden or how do you like how does the music just come you just does it all just kind of (laughs) happen what's the process actually like writing just a song much less an
5: entire album so um yeah i I mean there's you've you guys have heard a thousand times with all of everybody's rock heroes you know that song was written in five minutes you know uh, I just came up with a riff and it was all done. I mean, really and in, in reality. Yeah, that's basically it There's a riff that Bubba will come in with and then we we toy around with it I'll add a beat or he'll hear something or I'll hear something and Larry and Stevie will hear something and so on and so on And then it morphs, you know, it continues to morph But the funny thing about it is we'll play a song one week and say that was a great idea And of course we never record it come into next week and the songs already changed, you know, and so, um we're trying to get better about recording. But believe it or not, we actually have about, uh, I got a file about a mile long of songs that we have not, that we have written that um, were never even released or even recorded yet. Wow. Now, George Lynch is on the album. how did that happen? Uh, so that happened through the Classic Metal Show. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, so with Chris and Neely, Neely was Neely was a big part of that and help us uh, kind of get that um, roped in. So not only I mean, and Chris and Neely have been such a huge part in, in getting Red Ring out that uh, you know we we feel like they're part of the band. So um, that that's really how it went through. And I it, I would I couldn't bore you with the whole process of how it got through, but they that's were they cool, were huh? the ones that yeah, it's really cool, um, really cool. And what's really cool is I got to talk to them on the phone about the lead and i'm I, listen i don't get shell shocked hardly at all but when you know when you got george lynch on the other end you know on the other end of the phone that's pretty cool
1: yeah I, I, i've been to a lot of people i did you know rock radio for you know 11 12 years and so i got to meet some people and after a while man you meet some of these stars like acdc and stuff and you sit back and i can't believe i'm talking to guys who are like rock friggin' heroes of mine right and, right yeah, so having george lynch <laughs> on is pretty sweet
5: It is. It is. uh, The song is very it's uh, it's my favorite song on the album and not even really so much that George is on it. It's just the song was kind of a kick ass from the beginning. George just really took it up a notch.
1: Nice. You guys touring at all?
5: So we're not touring right now. Um, You know, COVID really kind of hurt us. It it hurt us and it helped us. And um, so it hurt us in the fact that we were going strong. We had shows lined up. Uh, and we actually had just gotten off the road with Tesla. We, we started a show with Y&T in North Carolina and then picked up uh, Tesla and then COVID hit. We added some shows booked, but that's the bad part. The good part is uh, that what gave us the chance to really sit down and write and write the new album. So like, that was big.
1: Um, you guys played in Pittsburgh a lot, right?
5: We, uh, we play, we play Pittsburgh, uh, usually once every couple of years. We usually play Jurgles. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Heard about, is that a cool place? It really is a cool place. It's, uh, we, we enjoy going up there. Um, they've always treated us with nothing but respect. It's, it's, um, some great shows. Let's see there. There we, we did shows with Winger and Slaughter and Dockin. I think, uh, were some of the shows we played up there. Um, but the show, but we also have a uh, believe it or not, one of our other uh, really homes that we call it, and uh, the promoter's been great to us is Roanoke, Virginia, Dr Pepper Park, and that's where our next show is, uh, May 27th with Kicks. So, Sammy, I mean, have really... you been to Cleveland? Have you ever been to Cleveland? I have never been to Cleveland. Wow. Never. Uh, I think the closest we got was Erie,
2: Erie, Pennsylvania. All right. Yeah. Well, so that's with what's going on and all the new stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Please. Your tour plans ever include, you know, Cleveland or being really close? Yeah. Let us know so we can let everybody here know, and
5: we can clear our calendars and catch. Well, we we would love. You know, it's funny when we were going pretty strong. We've had people email us because I always give out my email address. Anybody wants to talk and talk, but um, it's like, hey, when are you coming here? You know, the sad part is, and the sad reality of music business is, it's not really where we want to go. It's who's going to book us. Right. That's the that's the deal and again being sort of an unknown band and we're, we're trying to get out there we'll, we'll get there eventually but uh we're trying trust me we'd love to play Cleveland we bet uh, a couple people ask us we're coming to Texas or Florida we'd love to play all these places but you know you don't you know it's not a, it's not a high-paying gig if you get paid at all so right that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah, you know? I
1: know a lot so, of bands I know a lot of bands that say the same thing I Pittsburgh one of the Best bars I've ever went to in Pittsburgh. Real quick, you, mm-hmm. if you ever go back to Pittsburgh and play there, you got to check this place out. I don't know if it's still around, but called Casey's. You okay, they, they have not. a box at the end of the bar, and every like half hour, this bell rings, and a midget pops out of the box <laughs> okay. and runs down the bar and just starts dumping shots down people's throats. And so they have a great they have a great music scene and a great great. Uh, bar selection down there in in pittsburgh it's a cool area
5: so that's right that's right in pittsburgh correct yeah yeah Yeah. i think jurgles if i'm correct and don't hold me this i think is just a just a shot north of the city so i think it's about 10 about 20 minutes up sort of in uh, crown cranberry township somewhere in there up in that area i think i don't know if i have that right
1: where can people get the music you have out now
5: So we are all over all the downloadable music sites. Um, Unfortunately, it's still the older music, our first EP. Uh, Not That Way is on that, obviously, but uh, we're on Spotify and Apple, anything, Google Music, anything you can download music, uh, we are on the site. Just look up Red Rain and it's R-E-I-G-N, band. Um, Our website is down as of right now because we are revamping for the new album, but it will be redrainband.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. So, Red Rain Band.
2: You know, one last thing, just for me anyway, being uh, an outsider. I don't play an instrument, but I've always admired somebody who could sit down at a piano or pick up a guitar and go somewhere else. Right. With everything that's changed, I mean, Woodstock happened. Nobody had any idea it was going to be what it was going to be. And radio's changed, and everybody laments and talks about that but there has to be a college stadium someplace where a decent promoter and stuff like that could put a unknown festival together, you know, and and Mm -hmm. just reach out to all the bands that you know, or heard of and and keep in touch with the crossing and just show up and play for three days. And with everybody complaining about what it costs to see so-and-so's concert and how much the tickets are, Go back to charging 15 bucks for the weekend, but get a hundred thousand people to show up for the hell of it and have an event, you know, not just a tour, have an event.
5: That would, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking ahead of the box. You know, I'm a, I'm a, as you can see behind me, I'm a, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. So, Uh I I mean, we was talking, I was talking to somebody the other day. I mean, I saw Van Halen in 1982 for $13 and 50 cents. I mean, that's amazing. I paid 10 bucks to see them with the (laughs) Troubadour
2: And the only reason they were doing a show was they were playing their high school graduation the
5: following week. Right. I mean, it's crazy. And now, and you know, now, and, uh, and I don't pay to see a lot of bands like big money, but I mean, I think the the last concert I went to Van Halen, the tickets were 50 60 bucks still, which is still cheap, unfortunately, you know, which is sad in today's, but I agree with you, you know, um, you know, it's 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 becoming too expensive, and I, and I'm reading. You know, I I just read the other day, and I I know that not even this level, but the Who's not even, I believe, not even coming back to America because it's too expensive. And Steve Vai right. canceled a tour over in Europe, and Godsmack canceled a tour. I mean, that's bad news for bands like us. Yeah. So, well, you know, the we good don't...
1: thing is though, there are a lot of these festivals out there i mean you got the sonic temple uh festival that's happening I mean, you guys should be able to get on a gig like that i mean they have 112 bands playing these things yeah know, three different nights and a lot of the bands are up-and-coming bands like yourselves right are, are you guys able to do anything like that or have you looked into something like that Or I don't know.
5: well we have you know again what makes it harder for us is you know we're not in our 20s and 30s that's the number one and so everybody's got a everybody's got a job you know because there's no There's no pay day or at at this point in the level that we're at, you know, everything we do is out of pocket. So when we travel, it's out of pocket, you know, we got to get a van with the equipment and, and so on. So, you know, for us to trek say to California, that's not a three day event for us. That's a seven day event basically. And so, you know, that's the thing. So what we're trying to do is pick and choose where we can get the bang for the buck, you know, um some shows pop up like the the uh the dr pepper park like i said she is so good to us and we've told her anytime she needs a band we're there so that's different but if you know if somebody wants us to play in louisiana we have to logistically find out how we can do it how you can do it right, right. that's the problem and that's the sad part because you know we just want to play you know but yeah see, that's the problem. I,
1: that's it goes back to what i was talking about earlier on is that that's the problem i have with rock music today they do these stupid festivals that are three days on a campground somewhere where it costs you $3,000 know, to, to get a couple of tickets and go for the weekend. And it's insane. And then all these bands are there. Instead of just going city to city like they used to and promoting the music and promoting the albums, it's just right. not the same kind of scene that it used to be. And it, I think it hurts smaller bands. It hurts getting right. them exposure. And I, I think that 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 sucks. And I think well, that... You know, that's the-
5: that's the challenge is how do you promote a band and see and, and that's sort of the that's where we're at now. I mean, uh, I, you know, we've been asked uh, through our team like, hey, do you want to do this tour? Do you want to do that tour? I'll I, I give you an example. There was a band out there now. and I, I don't want to name names because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. But there was a pretty big 80s band that was out touring and we were asked to do the show. And I'm like, but why? We have nothing new to promote. The, the EP that we have is uh, seven years old. And so, until we can get this album out and promote promote the new stuff, that's number one. How you promote it? That's where we're at now, and that's what's taking a little bit longer to get the album out because I don't want to just throw it on Spotify. You know, you're you're you know that's kind of um, you know that's kind of uh you know just that's just
1: you're not gonna make any money. Off you're of getting that. nowhere. You're
5: out. Right. Well, you're not gonna get any money, but you're not gonna get you're not gonna draw people. I mean, the challenge is I'm in Richmond, Virginia. How do I get somebody in California to listen to Red Rain? Right. Yeah. And so that's the challenge we're going through. But I think we're, you know, we're making some progress, and that's really what's held up the album. But I'm hoping sooner than later it's coming out. So, like I and, said, we're very excited about it.
1: And real quick, how do you make money off of, of music anymore? Because with places like Spotify and and Amazon and all that kind of stuff, your music is out there. Uh, but unless you're downloading <laughs> song by song, or I mean, it's tough to get an album. You're not going to get it in the stores. I mean, other than touring, what do you got to do? I mean, you got to really do hustle to make money now don't
5: you well you do and you know but the but the funny thing is when i started this band um with with baba you know larry and stevie came aboard and i explained to them explicitly like look guys this is not a money maker this is not you know so you know we're trying to you know the exposure is really good for us we've all played in bands and bars and made 100 bucks a night 50 bucks a night we've all done that you know but this is sort of a different level that we're on we feel like we're on So you got to take what you can get. But as far as the money goes, I mean, we've made very little money. I mean, Spotify, you know, but that's the game we're in today, you know, so you just got to keep pushing along and try to find a way to win. And that's what we're trying to do. Everything we do, you know, we don't move quickly because everything we do is we try to make methodical. Every move we make, because if you make one move, that's an inch. That's positive. That's great. But if you make one bad move, you're going down 18 flights of stairs. That's right. the problem. <clears throat> and so so we're very, we're very particular about what we do when we do it and how we do it. Well,
1: I absolutely love the music and uh, the band uh, it's red rain r e i g n band.com when the website's up when website's going to be up when? Is it going to be soon? Probably in a couple
5: weeks. Probably in a couple weeks, you know, the album is at least probably a month away, but the 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 site will be up a couple weeks. Especially before the um, the show we're playing again, March twenty seventh. If you don't mind me plugging that at Doctor nice. Pepper, Doctor Pepper Park in Roanoke with uh, Did you the mean band. Twenty seventh. I'm sorry. That's what I say. March. Yeah. Yeah. I meant May twenty seventh. Thank you. Uh, I, I just made
2: a note that like yeah. three weeks to err on the side of caution yeah. to make sure that we bring up the fact that the website's up and the concert's coming and, and do that on the show.
5: I appreciate that. Weeks. Thank you. Yeah. So may 27th, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, we're at Dr. Pepper park in Roanoke, um, with kicks. And so right now that's the only show in the books we are, we are looking at other shows, maybe, uh, end of summer, maybe middle of summer. I, my main goal is to get the album out because there's no reason to play a show. If you got nothing to promote anyway, that's yeah. where you get a lot of your promotion going too is the show. So, um, we're working on new, new merchandise, new everything. So when the album's ready to go, we are off and running
1: well i'll tell you what you need to let chris know when that album's coming out i'm sure you will but so that way we can talk about it also i want to check it out yeah okay uh, So looking we forward to it we're getting a lot of reaction from people listening and watching I it. they love the music and thank you and i want to check out the new album too so when you, that drops you got to let us know
5: well i'm hoping to i'm hoping um i actually have a call tomorrow with some of our our team i, I if the album doesn't at least drop for another month or two, I'm okay with that. I really want to get the George Lynch single out. That's what I'm really pushing for at the moment. You know, garner a little interest. But uh, you know, when we get a couple, we're, we're actually getting ready to manufacture some of the CDs for the show. Um, I'll either get with you guys or I'll get with Chris and I'll, I'll send you two a copy so you all can yeah,
1: hear it. I want to play it. I want to play it on here and yeah. I want to listen to it definitely. So I appreciate, I appreciate it. it, my man. Thanks for coming on tonight. I
5: appreciate y'all having me on. It's a pleasure meeting you guys, and thank you so much. And um, and I'll, I'll get you that. I'll get you the album, and um, and we'll go from there. Look we'll forward to it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you so much.
1: Red Rain. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon.
5: Thank you. Thank Peace. you. Thank you.
1: Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. You gotta check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go. Local business you gotta go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma.
0: Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240.
1: Right back here on the Seth Williams show with Mike Jessoka. And I uh, think you Sammy Lee from the band Red Rain for joining us. Good stuff. He was a good dude. Good stuff. All right. Uh, right now though, we're going to talk a little charity action. We have comic. Yeah, it's Patrice. <laughs> I, I, I'm concerned about how to, you know, announce because I don't want to misgender you.
4: Oh um, no, don't do oh, oh, no.
1: that. So you know, that could be quite offensive in these days. So I'm saying comic, Nancy Abraham. How are you tonight?
4: I'm great. I don't give a shit if you say comic, comedian,
1: comedian. You know, I just make people
4: laugh. So whatever, however you want to say it, I'm not. I'm cool. I'm cool.
1: Well, welcome to the show. I appreciate you coming on.
4: I appreciate being here. Thank you. I, I'm I'm a virgin, so go easy. Well, you're so- a
1: virgin. Well, that's Podcast. breaking news. Podcast. Oh, you mean on the show, Podcast. you're a version. Okay, okay gotcha. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> have at it. She's a virgin. Person. It's your turn, her. Right. I'll tell you.
2: I'm curious because for every comic, it's different. But where did the itch start that you ended up scratching? When did you decide or how did you know that you were a comic?
4: Uh, I didn't know. Until I got, um, I was at work. I'm a real estate agent and there was a contest uh, probably about six or seven years ago. Okay. And my office nominated me to be in the, to be in the contest because I'm so funny. And I said, maybe funny at the office, but not like funny on a stage. And um, they just kept bothering me to do it. And I, I didn't want to do it. I, I never felt that I was that funny. Um, people tell me I'm funny, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So, um, again, they they kept bothering me. And then when I heard there was a $500 prize, I'm like, I could buy a lot of shoes with $500. (laughs) So why not give this a try? So I actually tried it and, um, I loved it. I loved it, but it's terrifying. It was so terrifying. I, my stomach was in knots. I had to take a modium, Before the show, I was drunk when I got up there. Um, I I almost passed out because I was so drunk and so scared. Um, I never did it again for another five years.
2: Psychology Today once did a poll (laughs) of everybody, you know, all across America. And the number one fear of everybody alive was not dying. That was number two. Public speaking was number one. Yeah. If you wanted the shoes really bad, uh, you had to sit down and write some material. Tell us one of the first jokes you ever wrote that you can remember.
4: God, it was so long ago. I don't, uh, it was back, you know what it was? So it was 2017 and my, a lot of my material was about dating and being on a, a dating website. Right. Um, I was divorced. I hadn't dated in, you know, um, I was married 17 years. So dating itself was scary. Being online and dating and guys sending you your, am I allowed to say? D S K their They're dick pics. I'm like, you're sending me dick pics. We're 50 years old. (laughs) Like we're still doing this. Like guys are still acting like this and and 50 and 60. So yeah, that was, it, it was. So I did a lot of my material was a lot of comedy. People don't realize um, it comes from real life. You know, a lot of material is there's, there's a, um, somewhere in the truth, somewhere, not somewhere in the truth, but somewhere's the truth in a lot of comedy and you're just kind of fabricated. Yep. Yeah. So I talked about what I, what I was going through at the time and that was dating and, you know, and, and all that good stuff and being online and what my kids thought and, You know so
2: well the dating part maybe well 2017 that was six years ago but the last six years it paid off because you're you're doing pretty well with your love life now aren't you uh
4: yeah i'm engaged um yeah i don't know how well you want to say (laughs) no wedding date though no date
1: yet oh well okay I was gonna apologize oh, for the yeah. dick pic I sent. Now, <laughs> going back in a full circle, I apologize for that last night. I, I uh, still sorry. got it,
4: Seth. It was it was All a right. good one. <laughs> I saved it. Yeah. I saved it to my gallery.
1: There you go. <laughs> Doesn't take up much room. That's, that's right. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so, I have you, how long you been doing this? Comedy.
4: Well, officially, um, two years. So it took me so, five so, years. Well, wait, maybe. Five Four years. I, I can't, I'm not. Math was never, my thing. Um, so 2017. It took years for me to get back. So uh, two years officially.
2: Well, and you, she's booked are you, constantly.
3: She's everywhere.
1: Playing play out a lot. Where are you playing?
4: Yeah. I play. I probably do six to eight shows a month. Um, I produce my own show. I do my own comedy, and but I also produce shows. I'm a. I have a monthly in Strongsville. A monthly in parma and a monthly in madison and then uh don't be shy
2: name names this is your time to shine (laughs)
4: let me shine guys uh the local (laughs) bar in strongsville uh parma pit stop in parma bruce streaks in madison and then i'm also booked quite a bit for um i mean those are my shows that i get comics to do with me but i'm booked quite a bit all over i mean i'm kind of everywhere so it's exciting. Um, it's very exciting. It's a lot of work. You know, people think that comedy, like everybody says, oh, I don't know how you get up there. Or, you know, you got balls. That's my favorite one. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't got no balls. But anyway.
1: Well, you never um, know this day and age. You really don't.
4: Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think people realize the work that goes into to writing material. Writing, rehearsing. I mean, at this point now, I finally stopped taking Imodium. It took years to stop being that nervous. Like, man, you know, and, and I'm I'm old, I got I got nervous bladder, I got you know the other problem. I mean, it was I'm like, why am I doing this? But now I can get on stage pretty comfortably. But the whole writing of material is and coming up with new stuff because like people come to see you and they always want to see new stuff. And I'm like, no, I got time to write new stuff, man. I work. I got kids. I got a fiance. I'm just gonna be funny. Uh, what this is what I got, and it's funny, and you're gonna hear it again. So,
1: yeah. That, <laughs> what do, that, What do you do other than than comedy? If you don't uh, mind me asking.
4: Full time real estate agent, Put in a lot of hours with that. Very successful. I'm. Let me plug that. I'm a sold sister. Sold oh, cool. sister. Sold <laughs> sisters. That'll yeah. T- team of women. I'm. I'm really big into women power, um, with real estate because. Real estate, too, is kind of a, you're in a man's profession there. Um, you know, appraisers are mainly men. Home inspectors are men. So um, I like to just promote, like, girl power because, again, with real estate and comedy, it's it's still a boys club. You know, I get a lot of, uh, it's funny, one of the, the best compliments I get is when men come up to me and say, wow, you're really funny, and I don't think women are funny. I, I used to get offended, but now I'm like, wow, I'm up there with the boys. You
1: yeah, know, it's funny you said. I mean, well, maybe if you did comedy in the kitchen, it would be better. Oh, I'm so, sorry, sorry, I'm just joking, yeah, was just good. joking. That was a good one. I apologize. It I, I good,
4: actually, it was a good one. It was. I, I
1: worked one. with a, I worked with a guy who's actually a comedian. Um, uh, he actually does. He has a set in Vegas right now. And he did does did a lot in New York and had his own TV series at one point. He was a good friend. Uh, but he always said that women are the death of comedy. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And for a lot of years, I believed the guy, but there are some very funny women comedians there out
5: there.
3: there. Are- and
1: he was very wrong about that. And so, you know, when he said that, I was like, all right, this guy I must know what he's talking But he doesn't. There's a lot of really Really funny women out there. So that's I appreciate cool. that.
4: There is. Um, I think it's a disadvantage. I mean, it's it's tough for women. But in my case, it's even harder because I'm almost 53. And there's not a lot of, you know, a lot of comedians have been doing comedy. At my age, they they don't start at 50. Like, I really started at 50 years old. And, you know, a lot of there's, you're, you're going to open mics when you start. Nobody knows you. So no one's going to book you and you need to, you need to get stage time. So I'm hanging out with these, you know, these kids, I got shoes older than these kids. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and they're, they don't want to talk to grandma over here, you know? So that was really tough and, and how I really got started producing. um, It's a good story. I I was doing this, this room in Berea. And I thought, God, this guy, these hosts that they have are not that good. I could do a better job hosting than these guys. Not not even being that funny. Just I, I'm not really afraid to talk. I'm a realtor. I'm used to, you know, um talking to people, obviously, um, and the public. So I went up to the to the guy that was running the show and I said, Hey, I want to host. And he said, Oh, you're not ready, Nancy. You're not ready. And he walked away. And I was like, Well, I'm gonna show this dude what I got. <laughs> so I started um asking around i wanted to do my own room and a month later i got my own room and i hosted and i have hosted at the improv i've hosted at the funny stop comedy club i've hosted at the akron civic center so you know what larry who i love larry if you're listening because now we're, we're pretty good friends thanks for not giving me motivated me so as you guys um, can so- see i have no no trouble talking so if you need to interrupt me go ahead
1: now we uh we got this charity thing going on for East Palestine that you're involved with, Mike. Yeah, we've got a talk show about Tuesday that. in
2: Medina. <clears throat>
4: mm-hmm.
1: We're at uh, <clears throat> what is
2: it the church?
4: Yeah, the church.
2: Um, in Medina, Tuesday night, eight o'clock. Um, flyers on the website. Anybody wants uh, any show information is fine. Um we put a group together and Jay put together lineups and so on and so forth. And we reached out and asked Nancy to be a guest, come be part of the show and be the first time we've had a woman on the stage, speaking of all you're talking about. So your perspective, uh, what you bring to the show will be something we haven't had yet, which is great. And uh, uh, the charity is, is first class, Uh, all the money going to the people is first class. And, um, this is two of five shows. Uh, people can donate by going to the waystationinc.org and, uh, your receipt will be good for admission to the show. Um, I hopefully will write. I know that's just what I like to do personally. A couple of shows or a couple of jokes just for that show. But, uh, uh, we've got a pretty good lineup and I'm looking forward to sharing a stage with, with Nancy and you, I'm looking forward to sharing a stage with you. So, <laughs> I'm
4: looking forward to sharing a stage with you too. Yep. <laughs> Cause we make uh, a good team.
2: I, I will tell you this. Um, Seth knows, uh, I talked to him gearing up and trying to get back in the saddle and getting back in the swing of things and so on and so forth. And I wish I was booked half as much a month as you are, but I'm not there yet. Um, but Nancy, uh, was the first to just like headline me, give me a show and, and let me do what I can do. So I'll always be grateful to her for the kindness she showed me.
4: It, it was an honor. Um, it was an honor to have you headline and, and it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know how we tell that. Do we tell that story? How I we can, it
2: is actually pretty funny. It means the world to me. It's hilarious. You want to tell it or should I, you want to tell it okay So
4: i walk in i just i decide
2: to show up i've heard about nancy i've seen her all over the internet uh the couple comics that i talked to said oh yeah she's really up and coming she's she's got her own rooms and she's doing this and that she's booked here and she's booked there and i said oh well if she's got a couple rooms i'd like to meet her introduce myself and see if i can get some work i need i need to work So I walk in and Nancy has never seen me, never heard of me, doesn't know who I am and so on and so forth. There's five or six other comics in the club at about that time. But I walk in, I walk over, I introduce myself and I tell her that I'm looking to get started again. Maybe that's the word she didn't hear. And I'd like to know if I could go up and do five minutes and so on and so forth. And. Uh, Nancy looked at me and she said, well, I got some great advice for you because it's advice that she took and she followed. She looked me right in the eye and she says, well, if you'd like to start doing comedy, Michael, um, why don't you I think you should take a class. And all the other comics heard that. And I walked away kind of like, what did I do wrong or how did I, how I explain this? And she walked back to the table and all the other comics heard that and looked at her and said, uh, do you know what you just said? and who you said it to (laughs) not that you know anything other than the fact that i've been doing this for 40 years so i really don't need to take a class class and she came up and she was like oh my god i can't make a long story short i did the guest set not long after that i headlined for and we've been fast friends and truth of the matter is nancy said i don't mind giving you a push towards your new start and so on and so forth just don't forget where it came from and who's behind you and who opened that door on and on and on. I promised her I wouldn't. And I reached out to Jay and I said, I want to have Nancy on the show. So you're on the show. I'm going to be sharing a stage. Of, um, working with you it's the first time. It wasn't your show. It was the first time we've been on stage together in somebody else's show. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I thank you. And you're, I won't
4: forget. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because you don't, um, you don't know who people are. I mean, right. I'm new. I'm new. And, you know, unless you're Kevin Hart, right. you know, um, you know, you know those names, but you don't know the real big names in Cleveland unless you're really following comedy. And, you know, if people find it funny. I don't follow comedy. People ask right. me all the time. Who's your who's your favorite comedian? Who got you started? I just fell into it. I mean, if I hadn't done that kind of, you know, what's funny about being funny is people. Then you realize, like, I found all my pictures one day from high school. You know how everybody Uh writes on the back of the pictures, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and all, all of them said, you're so funny. You're so funny. And I was like, whoa, I was funny back then. So I guess, you know, it doesn't really leave you, but you don't pay attention to it. But I didn't know who Mike was. I had no idea who he was, and I get so many people that come up to me at shows who message me on Facebook. I'm the most popular girl in school, and it's not because my nickname was Easy Sleazy Patreasy. <laughs> it's because I run comedy rooms,
3: <laughs> well, and everybody
4: wants agree. to be my friend. From my the way my life. On the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Go no, ahead.
2: From, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, in in my life, friends, Cheers, Seinfeld you name it, any TV show for 40 years. I never watched television because I was on the road for 25 years and the club started at seven. You'd get there at seven, you'd have dinner. The club didn't close till two in the morning and I never watched evening TV. So I have never seen half the shows that everybody else swears by. It's hilarious. I've I've never right. seen you know a full episode of Seinfeld. I've never seen a full episode of Cheers or Friends or Everybody I'm, Loves Raymond or yeah, Mike and Molly. Never did. Been...
4: It's it's life. Oh. I was I was um, raising young children and going through a divorce during that same time. So I don't I don't know people either. I I don't right. you know. And again, everybody wants to do your show. You don't know who the hell they are. I mean, he looked like a nice guy, but I was like, hey, back of the line, buddy. I was like, I was. I'm so glad you came to the show, but you're not getting any time, right? Well, (laughs) all
2: I can tell you, Nancy, is I have all new stuff for the show on Tuesday, and I want to work one of your rooms again.
4: And and, and you, and you will.
1: I do. Do you really have new stuff?
4: I didn't write any new stuff for this show.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm I'm still trying to figure out who Mike is, Nancy. So you know, don't don't even think about it. I mean, I've been working with him for like eight months, and I still have no clue that he does comedy. Um. But, you yeah, know, we're, we're going to figure that out at some point on this show. He's yeah.
4: really fun. Well, see, you'll, you'll see it more and more. It's just we're not always on either. Everybody thinks comedians <laughs> are always on. Right, Mike? True. Tell me, tell me a joke. And I'm like, True. it's not showtime. Okay. Yeah, well, not only that, but
2: remember how you said there's a kernel of truth in yeah. everything that's good comedy? That means we feel the pain and the inequity and what's wrong with this world. We feel that more than most people do as well.
4: Amen.
2: That's yeah. where it comes from.
1: Well, Nancy, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I do. Uh, thank you and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing some of these shows. I got to get out there and see some comedy. I need to laugh. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm going to get out and see you. Yeah, and come
4: on. It, it, you it, got to come Tuesday yeah. night
2: to the funny stop
1: next for month. for the soul. Is that next month out in Congo Falls? Yeah. All right. I'm going to be there at that one. I'm going to go that one. Great. Thewaystationinc.org uh, if you want to donate, get your receipt and it gets you into these clubs to check out these shows. Nancy, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it.
4: And you can find me on Facebook, Nancy yes. Abraham, Little Lady Comedy. So if you want to come and see where I'm at, my shows are always on, on social media.
1: Nancy Thank you. Abraham was, was what it was a it? pleasure. Nancy Abraham, what is it? Nancy
4: Nancy Patrizzi Abraham.
1: On Facebook? Yes. Yep. All right. Check her out on Facebook, and you can find out where she's going to be playing. I appreciate you coming on. See you tomorrow. these charity shows. Thank you, Nancy. Bye, guys. Ah. Sorry about Can that. All right. Um, we're gonna wrap things up here shortly. Let's see here. Um, there's some big stuff going on in Akron, apparently. You know, I don't know if anything's happened yet.
2: No uh, indictment.
1: No grand jury decides against indicting the Akron police and then Halen yes. Walker death. So that is going on. The mayor of Akron has pleaded for calm. Um, I'm not sure that anything is going on as of yet. <laughs> Just because, you know, but night has not fallen yet. Right. Seems like the element Uh, seems to come out after dark. So hopefully things stay calm. Hopefully there's peace down there. Um, It is what it is. You know, you got to accept the uh, grand jury's decision here. There's no indictment. So hopefully everybody stays uh, peaceful. And again, if you want to protest, we had this conversation earlier. Uh, You can do that without burning down cities. Akron's a great town. I got family down there. Yeah, but you know what? Traditionally,
2: we're descended from the people that went to the harbor and threw all the tea in the water.
1: I don't give a shit what you say about 200 years ago or 300 years ago or 30 years ago or 50 years ago. It's 2023. We need to be a tad bit more civil. Amen. So if we want to protest, do it safely agree uh, don't dump any tea into the uh, river down there in Akron or any creek uh, let's uh stay calm tonight and uh and see what happens true you know uh, uh, so I'm, I'm praying for the people down there praying for everybody involved in you know, the police the good work everybody yep uh, so let's uh hope for calm and uh, we'll see what happens we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about everything that happens. Uh, we'll have Tony Masaccio on again live from some other fantastic place. I think he's going to be downtown Little or down in Little Italy once again. Um, we also are going to have a guy from a big band. I'm trying to remember his name. Give me two seconds. I will get it. Um, I think it's Eric, Eric, Eric. Eric Dregney. something like that, I believe. But uh, it's a great band. Perfect Choice. Name of the band. It's wedding band. They do all kind of big band stuff. And if you're a fan of the Triv Show, Russell Masha uh, from the band Chance, I believe, sings with this band now. Um, so we're going to talk with Eric on Wednesday night, see what they've got going on. You like that kind of music. That should Swing, be cool, too. Big band stuff. Amen. I, uh, so I, really I wish somebody in Cleveland would
2: open up a supper house with big red booths, a great yes. thick steak, and a 8,
1: 10, 12-piece house band. So we will talk about that on Wednesday night along with Tony Massaggio and we'll see what happens in Akron and uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. I'm sure uh, come Wednesday. Night. Thanks everybody for listening. I like the new time. It was fun. Thank you, Mike. And we will talk to you on Wednesday. God willing.
2: Yep. See, see you.
0: What's going on, everybody. It is Chris Aiken from the classic metal show and Chris Aiken presents and every other show that you've ever watched on the CMS network. I think and uh, while it's fun to talk about music and stuff, sometimes we got to get a little bit serious here. And this is one of those times. Anybody that lives in Ohio is certainly well aware of what's going on over in East Palestine. And uh, the CMS uh, Network, as well as the Seth Williams Show and Classic Metal Show and Chris Aika Presents and really everybody on the network, we are participating in a charity to help raise some money for the people of East Palestine. Um, Ohio Comics Stand Up for East Palestine is the charity. It's being uh, put on by The Waystation, Station, thewaystation.org. Um, what it is, is it's a series of con- of comedy events that are going on through the next month and a half to raise money for the people of East Palestine. You can see on the flyer where the events are going to be they um they're at various comedy stops around northeastern ohio it's a great cause all of the money every penny of the money that is raised goes to help the people from east palestine to get everything from air filters to water to you know getting their soil ready for planting and, and the things that they do so do yourselves a favor give yourself some good karma do them more of a favor than yourself and donate, won't you go to thewaystation.org. Go, you'll see the donate now. Click the donate now button. And right on the screen that loads up, you'll see where it says to donate uh, to donate some money. Donate a little bit of money. Your donation will act as your ticket. So whatever you donate, it'll get you in the door for any one of these comedy events. It's a great night of comedy. Even if you don't give a damn about the co- the event itself, you certainly can give a damn about having a great night out. So, go do it. It's cheap and it's helpful to the community, and that's what we expect you to do. So, go do it today, Ohio Comics, stand up for East Palestine. <laughs>